also made the case for owning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. It's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Talking to Bits, where we walk you through Bitcoin bit by bit so we can provide you with the information you need to succeed and persist. Back with solo rip number four here on the weekends, like I always say, when we have the extra time to be able to listen, to be able to focus and pay attention to the stuff that's going on around us. Most of it is noise, but it's stuff we have to pay attention to anyways, especially when it pertains to Bitcoin. So thanks a lot for joining me on your grand weekend and your beautiful weekends on your free time so we could talk a little bit more Bitcoin in a little bit more intimate fashion. So I, I, you know, I record these a little bit before, you know, the Saturday, of course, to be able to give room for edit. And then the last solo rip came, (laughs) bad planning by me, came right before the Miami conference, the Bitcoin 2022. So I wasn't able to really give much of an update there. Uh, unless you follow me on Twitter, which you should, uh, Deathbed, D-E-F-B-E-D on Twitter, um, or you can follow the Talking in Bits page as well. Uh, we're on other platforms too, but to be honest, I don't run those accounts. <laughs> so uh, you're probably just going to get recycled stuff that's on Twitter. I actually run the Twitter account. Um, but, you know, I, I'm going to talk a little bit about, you know, Strike's announcement a little bit later on, uh, just the lightning economy in general, and some of the other things that, you know, I saw or noticed from in, you know, uh, remote uh, uh, spectators uh, position, uh, what I thought about the Bitcoin 2022 conference. I think it's important, first of all, since there was a bunch of people at that conference, I don't know the exact numbers, but let's talk about this New York Post uh, article that just came out actually today. It actually has Bitcoin Twitter in a, stu- in a stir, and it's basically calling us psychopaths, right? So the New York Post, and they filed this under the tech section of the New York Post. Uh, go back to the, I think it was the first solo verb where I tell you what I really feel about these legacy outlets. New York Post is no different here. Fuck these legacy outlets. But the headline is literally Bitcoin fans are psychopaths who don't care about anyone. And then our favorite term, word, uh, study shows. Well, we all know, if you if you read Fiat Standard from Safety and, and you follow Bitcoin, we all know that studies are conducted by entities that are close to the fiat spigot, right? To that that faucet of of dollars that continues. So, you know, these studies don't mean much of anything nowadays, um, just because they've been bought out basically just for a bigger agenda uh, to go down the road. So, if I were to go in here now and click on this article from the New York Post, shout out to Brave Browser, by the way. So, I just clicked on to the New York Post article, which if I wasn't doing this show, I probably would not be doing. And Brave immediately blocked 49 trackers. (laughs) 49 trackers uh, were blocked from the New York Post. All y'all that are rolling on Google Chrome or Safari or anything like, I feel, yeah, this is the equivalent of just being that one female inside of a college frat party, right? Like this is 50 now and I'm not even doing anything, right? These are trackers. Uh, But anyways, back to... (laughs) But under their tech section, Bitcoin, Bitcoin fans are psychopaths who don't care about anyone, study shows. 
All right, cool. The average Bitcoin investor is calculate is a calculating psychopath with an inflated ego, according to scientists. <sighs> hey, listen, I got about a hundred and one things that these scientists should be studying when it comes to human behavior, and the, the hundred and the thousandth thing, if that's even a, a, a term, is a Bitcoin investor being one of those things that I need to study. So these, uh, a team of experts recently surveyed more than 500 people. Uh, it, surveys never work. I, I hate to keep stopping, but it's just how, how nonsense it is word after word, right? So surveys are probably the worst way to capture, a, you know, accurate information. You could definitely get a general consensus from surveys. But so these scientists use surveys to uh, 500 people to uncover personality traits that are most common among crypto nuts. I have to stop again. Crypto nuts. I've never met another Bitcoiner that was a crypto nut. Um, and, and contrary to the psychopath, to the title of this headline, I think Bitcoiners have been the nicest, most caring, uh, you know, people that, I, that I've met in my life, basically, in, in any avenue, in any, you know, uh, market or anything. Uh, Bitcoiners have been that those people um, y'all that are watching this show are Bitcoiners, right? So like you Bitcoiners just know how to support each other far from psychopaths. But um, they identified that many investors exhibit signs of dark tetrad. I don't know. A group of four unsavory traits made up of narcissism, uh, Machiavellianism, psychopathy and sadism. Whoa. Hey, uh, Bitcoiners, if y'all are, are sadists, uh, and if y'all are any of narcissists, I think we're all narcissistic to a certain extent, by the way. But, you know, it, hey, y'all some nice grand people. I appreciate y'all. In plain English, this means um, that the dark tarads have an inflated sense of self-importance and derive pleasure from the pain of others. I guess what they're trying to say is that that's what, you know, have fun staying poor is. I, I guess people getting their feelings hurt. Um you know, they, they, I will say that Bitcoiners always back their information up as well with absolute knowledge, right? Like, there's a lot of shit, you know, shitting around in, in Twitter and a lot of memeing and all that stuff. But like the real astute Bitcoiners, right? The the real OGs always come out and give some logical explanation that, by the way, can be fought back or retorted against by any other party. It just never does because it's always accurate and it's always important. So. You know, I, I don't really want to give this article too much light of day, um, you know, more than I already have. It's obviously nonsense. You can go check it out. I always leave the links. I'm kind of feel nasty leaving a link from this, but I want you guys to have quick access to it. So, um, yeah, sure. Um, whatever you guys say, um, psychopaths. But, uh, uh, you know, in the words of Marty Bent, we're going to win. <laughs> and, um, yeah, like have fun staying poor, I guess, if you guys don't like that. But. This will be the same. This will be one of those like before and after things where like a year from now, you're going to see this headline and then you're going to see another one from like the New York Post basically saying Bitcoin's here to save us all. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. We've seen this before. Kind of funny to start on that. Kind of nasty to start on that. So let's keep it moving here. What's the next topic I got here? All right. So we're going to talk about the lightning economy. So, you know, all right, let's let's talk about Bitcoin 2022 real quickly because there was a lot of content to cover there and my thoughts on that quickly. Um, but, you know, then let's just go into the lightning economy because I think a lot of the bigger announcements were lightning related. Um, and, and that's, you know, 
Let's talk about that. So first and foremost, you know, the the consensus was like last year's conference. I'm sure maybe even the years before that and the years before that. Um, Anybody who was remote obviously felt the shit coinery going on. Uh, A lot of tweets about shit coin conference, while the people that were actually at the event were obviously tweeting the, the opposite. Greatest people of all time. So glad to be here. And my experience in going to travel to meet Bitcoiners, um, it, it's it's fantastic. So, you know, I'm not going to wear the hat of like, it's a shitcoin conference, even though a lot of the stuff I was watching was shitcoinery. Um, not as bad as last year, but th- there was a lot of talks up there in the main stage that were, in my opinion, shitcoinery. Um, even, uh, I think it was Greg Foss was even saying like, hey, if these guys talk about shitcoins here, I'm going to whack them with this mallet. So they did better this year. Um, but I, I still think that, you know, if, if you're seeing it from a distance, you're not feeling the big corners there. And I think sitting in that environment and having so many bullish people around you uh, and the conversations and the camaraderie that that builds in the in these places, um, I've felt that before by going out and, and visiting Big Corners and being around Big Corners. So I completely understand that from being from remote, you wouldn't get that and you wouldn't be able to feel that. But I absolutely believe that that's a love thing that's happening there. And that in itself should be worth the admission. Uh, I'll call myself out and said that I've always argued that I could stack, you know, $500 or whatever it is in sets. Why would I do that? But here I'll check myself on that and say, I know why. Because when you're around Bitcoiners, it's a different thing. It's your people. It's your vibe. It's your thing. So I get it. Um, it did seem a lot of shit cornery, but the real signal was happening on the o- open source stage. That's where, you know, I spent most of the, it was like a day behind. Shout out to Matt Odell for putting that together. Um, shout out to uh, um, Odell and team for getting that posted afterwards. And another sleeper thing here, especially as a podcaster, shout out to whoever made the decision to drop those conferences in a podcast fashion. That was the ultimate move there because there was a lot of content to consume and I could absolutely listen to podcasts a lot more than I could sit in front of my screen. So whoever made that decision, if that was Odell, shout out to you and team. But thanks for providing us that content. I thought most of the signal in the conference was 1000% happening on the open source stage. Uh, So many different projects, so many faces that I've been following and that I appreciate. Um, So really cool to see that happening. Uh, The main stage, you know, a lot of the, I guess the money grabs, you know, um, I actually was talking to, uh, depending on where you hear this, I, I was talking to, to Desiree and, uh, and Jack from Thunder Games, um, and, and they brought up a, a really good valid point, which was if these conferences and Bitcoin Magazine is the host of it, if it costs us, if shit corners pay to be there and it allows for Bitcoiners to have a better time, I never thought about it that way. Yeah, by all means, be there. Just don't take over the stuff. And, and, and I think in that sense, combined with what I just finished saying, I think that's the way to go. Um, and next year, I possibly will be signing up and hopefully bringing Talking a Bits down there to be able to talk to the fast, uh, fantastic Bitcoiners. Um, whether it's a local meetup, whether it's a, you know, you travel to the meetup, um, definitely get yourself around some Bitcoiners if you haven't already. Your bullishness is nothing compared to the, to the to their bullishness. And then when it's everybody's bullishness, bullishness combined, it, it leads to some extravagant things. So on the main stage, you know, some of the big announcements came from Jack Maulers. Um, you guys who listen to the show constantly understand my relationship, uh, not a relationship, but like my feelings towards Jack uh, Maulers. I obviously um, give the man credit for pulling, you know, the, the industry forward. Um, with, you know, just being able to announce things in a timely fashion. Um, Sometimes I just feel these things come a little bit 
you know, better marketing are, is behind these announcements than there is actual execution. Please feel free to call me out on that. That's no hate. That's just an honest opinion. So, you know, Strike announced a few things. Um, great presentation by Jack. I love when somebody, and I appreciate when somebody can actually tell a story with slides in front of people. Like that's a balancing act there. That's remembering what, what's coming next is, you know, being being able to be handle yourself with ease uh, and comfort. When the video got stuck there in the conference, he handled himself with ease and comfort um, and being able to continue to tell that story to make a point to then make the announcement. So shout out to Jack on that. It was a great announcement. Um, Shopify um, soon. Uh, this is what I mean by these announcements kind of being watered down. So you could request access to do this. Um, I haven't done so myself. Looking into doing so maybe for some things I got coming up. Um, but I don't know how steep it is right now and I don't know how fast of a rollout this is going to be. But yeah, this is, you know, fantastic being able to um, get stores equipped with Lightning and, you know, to Jack's whole point and the whole strength of this network, especially Lightning, uh, to be able to like dodge the 3% or from the, the middle party or from the, you know, the, the entity that's stealing pretty much from the transaction for to facil facilitate the transaction, which is a bunch of nonsense. Um, so, yeah, I'm super hyped for that. Um, that's really good. And, and, you know, and then the other um, the other announcement was uh, expanding this to like terminals. Right. So now being able to like walk into a store and, you know, he, he really stressed the importance of like you can do this on tour and you can do this, uh, uh, you know, with whatever wallet you want. He showed that off in the video um, back to the marketing thing. I don't know how far away we are from that actually happening, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. At the very beginning, I kind of felt like. This is cool. But this is the entry to surveillance. Like now, in theory, you know, if I want to do 100% Bitcoin because I can pay everywhere now, now my paycheck provider or anybody, any of those parties, Cash App is going to be able to know, um, you know, what type of things I'm transacting. Okay, Jose, maybe not everybody cares about, you know, you use your debit card every day. Yeah, understood. And the 3% thing is great because now business owners can actually like drop their prices 3% or give more incentives, more rewards in order for their clients to continue to come back and they can leverage that 3% that they were already losing anyways. So that's fantastic. I don't think you're going to avoid surveillance forever. Um, but upon further thinking about it, he kept stressing the importance of, hey, you can do this over your own, like Zeus. Uh, wallet, shout out to Zeus, by the way, Sh wallet and be able to do this over tour and be able to pay for these, uh, you know, whatever, your beer or whatever it is. You know, lightning channel management on your node is kind of a pain in the ass. Um, but yeah, if the transaction doesn't fail, which I think people who have tried lightning sovereignly can tell you that transactions are going to fail. How is that going to look if I walk up to the store uh, you know, clerk, and, and take a picture of, you know, the barcode and, and it fails right there in front of them. So I know we're early and I know it'll get better, um, but how we can do it privately and offload, you know, non-KYC corn, which is amazing. Imagine getting like straight from your miner to your wallet to buying a pack of whatever you want or at the store, at Walmart, at wherever shopping. That sounds pretty amazing. Uh, but the reality of it happening, let's see. I hope it happens soon. Major announcements because I think the lightning economy is starting to like really get gather steam. Um, it was already gathering steam with Valley for Valley podcasting. By the way, check us out on Fountain and Breeze, whichever you want to be able to stream the shows, uh, feel that experience, but also stream the show some sets, which we appreciate. But with Jack's announcements and being able to walk into, he named a bunch of stores up there. That's really huge. 
and um, Thunder Games. I, I've always been an avid gamer. I went away from gaming because there's really no incentive there, you know, strong incentive at the end of the day to want to keep coming back and spending hours, especially when you want to do the things that you love to do, the things you pursue. That That's understandable in my opinion. So to me, um, Thunder Games, if you haven't checked out Thunder Games, I have an interview coming up with Dez and Jack, uh, hopefully in the next w- few weeks here. So look out for that interview when it drops. But like, Thunder Games has brought me back to being able to play games on my phone, mind you, which it was console and then phones. Now it's like, no, while I'm waiting for the wife to do something, I could actually earn Satoshis. While I'm at the at the appointment that I'm waiting to be called, at the airport, anywhere, I could earn Satoshis. And the games are actually fun. The games are actually fun. So when we go back to this lightning economy, check out this whole process of being able to like wait for your wife to buy something earn Satoshis while doing that, to then go to your favorite podcasting platform like Fountain and be able to stream the sats out to your favorite podcaster like here Talking in Bits or or Adele or Marty or any other great ones, right? Like, think about that economy there, like how, how that's happening instantaneously. And then you go to Stacker News and then you can read a dope post and put up some sats on Stacker News. You see this like economy that's starting to unfold here just because of the connectivity of Lightning Network and how early we are in that? from value for value to eventually music to, you know, once again, to like to playing games and earning it. Uh, bye-bye achievement points. Bye-bye trophies. This is an amazing thing that's unfolding. And I think the strike announcement, ultimately, when we're actually able to privately, you know, like drop sets and do it quick without payments failing, I think ultimately that's going to help us all and is going to make everything that much more incredible. I really do. So... Back to my Jack and Jack uh, uh, and Strike and, and that type of relationship is I always understand what he's doing to the game and I always respect that because it's innovative and it's pushing forward. But I'm allowed to critique certain things, especially when in the fiat world we've been lied to consistently, right? This is the land of every cell phone provider telling you they're number one every single year, award winning, but blah, blah. Where's the truth here? So I should be able to call shit on shit. Uh, I should be able to call things out. Um, and this is still early, but the lightning economy is kind of what I got out of, you know, what's happening at, at, at you know, at, at Bitcoin 2022. That's kind of the, the signal that I got out of the whole thing is that lightning is finally here. Um, Cash App is ready to compete. Um, all these things are, mainly, are, are making that ecosystem much easier to get to. Wait till the musicians come on board. Wait till pop culture comes on board. Wait till the culture, hip hop culture comes back on board. Because once these people start understanding that they can get value directly, 3% is only the start of it. It's going to be huge. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be uh, incredible. So look out for that. Uh, speaking of truth, because remember, I want to make these episodes concise here. Uh, inflation, inflation was announced today, eight point five percent, highest has been in over forty years. Bitcoiners have been saying this for as long as I've been around, and even before that. This is a feature of fiat money. This is not a bug. This is not just like a rare occurrence that just happens to the United States. And oh my God, it's because of COVID. Oh my God, it's because of Russia. This is a built-in mechanism of fiat money. And it's basically to be able to debase the currency in real time from its people. And it's reared its ugly head one more time, 8.5%. And Bitcoin is taking it like a champ, by the way. People are not running away because I think people are starting to understand, holy shit, that's safety. This is not safety. If good, good. If you only have five hundred bucks, then you woke up this morning eight point five percent, you know, cheaper, right? You lost eight point five percent of the value. Five hundred bucks. That's not much. But imagine the individual that's holding all of their value in fiat. If all of their savings is in fiat, 
They just lost 8.5% for something that they didn't even do. Their kids, their legacy, the thing that's coming next, lost 8.5% because of fuckery, because of the stupid shit that's going on there. This is just a reminder that Bitcoin does fix this. And this is a reminder that even if you won't, once you get orange pilled, you're not jumping off. But let's say even if you use Bitcoin as a refuge to then jump off down the road, your lease has still uh, at least stabilized your wealth value, if not gain some, depending on how long you wait out. I think that's just an incredible proposition for storage of value just in itself. So once again, you can lose 8.5 overnight without question, or you can at least hold it in safety until eventually you either cash out, which you won't. Anybody who gets exposure to Bitcoin understands the value of this and understands the sovereignty of this. That's another example. If you want to have uh, an even deeper example of how currency, fiat currency that's pegged to the dollar continues to fail. Sri Lanka, um, just a little while ago, I started to see this post coming up. Sri Lanka is announcing that it's defaulting on all foreign debts. It's basically bankrupt. Um, I would be lying to you if I know I, I, I know the significance of what that means besides the fact that they are broke. Imagine a whole country just being broke. Like not just a few people you know, the whole, you're just broke. Um, I don't know if it's like typical bankruptcy where, you know, somebody, some agency will just come in and refund them or reloan the money in some type of safety act. I don't know. Y'all can probably reach out to me and let me know more of that. But this is just another example. It is fiat dollar that dies over time. This has happened since the beginning of time, since the beginning of man. You don't have to take my word for it. It's all written there in history for you. Stop riding the fiat train because the fiat train is one that's inevitably heading to like in the old school movies to like the big bed of dynamite where it's just going to blow up, right? Or fall right off the cliff, just like in the cartoons, except you're not Wiley e. Coyote or the Roadrunner and your ass isn't running up the fucking train. You're going to end up going wherever that thing goes. Um, you know, Bitcoiners, especially the OGs, the ones that paved the way for me, hopefully I paved the way for some they're explaining to you, man, that this is obvious that this has happened. If you spot the pattern, you can see that the money is broken and that everything else is fucked. It's time to start turning that around. It's time to start seeing this information as information that's factual, that can help you make a decision that can maybe save your life and that of the ones you love. That's how big this mission is. That's what this show's about. And that's what Bitcoiners try to remind you every day, whether it's in a fun way through memeing, whether it's in a love fashion by hugging you when they see you, or whether it's by giving you the legit damn information in front of you. All Bitcoiners knew before the announcement what the what the uh, um, the interest, uh, uh, what the, the inflation was going to be. And they honestly know the truth that it's probably more than the 8.5, but the 8.5 is just the low basis point there. So jump off of that train, guys. It is absolutely heading to a disaster. All right. You guys hear me rant. I love it all the time. It's it's a beautiful thing. Um, you, you, you know, you, you guys can feel my energy, I hope. But what I was thinking was, is when I was growing up, what was really dope is was when the listener was able to call in and I, the other listener and, you know, the show host and everybody was able to hear that person out about these opinions, about these takes, which are life and death, as I just said. Um, and what I was thinking was, is that's a fascinating thing to try to explore here on the podcast. So I talked about it in the previous rips before. Uh, what I want to introduce is 10,000 sats for 10 minutes of your time. Right. That's 10,000 sats to be a friend of the show, to be able to actually get the last 10 minutes of the show to come on here and talk about a topic that you want to discuss uh, or talk about a topic that I have ripped on before you were able to get on the show. So this is still being played out in real time. 
So you can hit the uh, uh, in the Twitter. The donation button is there. Uh, you just have to be able to prove to me that you actually verified that transaction or hit me up in the DM so that we can swap an address where, or an invoice where you can send over 10,000 sets. From there, we can talk about when you'll be on, when I record, and you'll be welcome to come on the show and for 10 minutes be able to talk about the topic with your opinion or just be able to get it off your chest. Um, this is just a new way to get you more introduced to the show. Remember, we have our Wednesday episodes where we have the greatest and, and, and guests and the biggest people in Bitcoin uh, at the moment. And we also have these solo riffs where now you can actually come and we can talk about it one-on-one -on -one here on the show. So formally announcing 10K sats for 10 minutes of your time. Become a friend of the show. Um, support the show and get your, get your voice heard. Get your little podcast game on. Um, and I'm super excited about that. I'll post a little bit about it on social media. Uh, there's a few other things coming. Uh, I've gotten really good uh, feedback on the solo rip. Sounds like you guys are loving here, in my opinion. Uh, but remember, those weekly episodes will still be a punch in your mouth of good information from some people way smarter than I could ever be. So look out for those. Check us out at talking uh, talkinginbits.com. That's where you'll be able to get all the episodes, video, audio. Um, you'll be able to get the the written stuff that's coming soon. Uh, the market, the merch store, you'll be able to get there soon. More information on that coming soon. We continue to grow here because Bitcoin allows us to do that. And you, the good people, allow us to be able to provide you the really good content. Um, if you want to listen to us and you haven't tried out a Lightning 2.0 app and are interested, like I talked about earlier, the Lightning economy, I think the really, really, really best way to do it is check us out on Fountain app. It's quick to install. It's quick to start streaming some sets. Um, and it's quick. It, it, it's a way for us to know if you're messing with us or not. Um, uh, Breeze does the same exact thing. Check us out there. Uh, Bitcoin TV. You can't stream a sets there, but we love for you to follow us there so we can get away from the YouTube algorithm. I just started posting the YouTube algorithm episodes out there. Um, so if you do want to use YouTube, go for it. We appreciate the support wherever we can get it. Uh, and we are on the legacy Apple Podcast, Spotify, and all those good places. This wraps up Solo Grip, episode four. I appreciate y'all as always. See y'all later.